Hi guys, welcome to Young and Limitless. And in this episode, I'm talking to an amazing woman called Sheila. And she has lived a very interesting life because she's 70. So she has experienced a change in women's rights through the decades. She also talks about her experiences of being bullied as she moved from school to school because her father was in uh, the forces. And it's also really interesting because she was very, very, very shy. But now when you see her, she's like really confident. So it's a real testimony to how you can overcome your fears. And just because you were one thing when you were little, it doesn't mean that you can't live an amazing life and be the person you really want to be when you're older. So hi, Sheila. Welcome to this podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. Very well. (laughs) Cool. So are you keeping warm? Yes, because I know how to keep warm. You just put on an extra jumper and you wrap up in blankets. (laughs) (laughs) I've just taken mine off because I had the heating on. So I've got my two little lambs who I can show you. There we go. Two little lambs. Obviously, they're well fed, aren't they? (laughs) They're very well fed. They're never going to stop. (laughs) Last couple of years and last couple of decades, how have you seen, yeah, what women can do change? Right. Responsibilities Um, are so massive, aren't they? Absolutely. Uh, It's almost like the old women's right. I mean, if you go back to the suffragettes, I can't remember the year it was, and they were fighting for women's rights. And actually, they didn't succeed at that stage. They didn't succeed. Um, And so it went on. And so um, as I came into adulthood, it was already that women were kind of being treated as equal but not quite because quite frankly today I still don't think women are treated as equals Mm -hmm. and it probably goes back to these dare I say it these arrogant men and the fact that they say well of course a woman's going to take time off because she's going to have a family Um, and actually I think you'll find in this day and age there's an awful lot of women who've never had a family have no intention of Mm. and it's not because they have an alternative arrangement with their relationships if you're on I don't have family and I'll tell you very quickly I didn't want to have children with my first husband I just had this gut feeling that it wasn't right and I'm glad I didn't and then when David and I met and got together of course um um he in particular was too old uh, he, he already had grandchildren so he didn't oh, want to okay. have another family so I accepted I would never have family but I've got some lovely um nieces so they're they're my family yeah I don't have any children but I've got, I've got lambs now well, that's- <laughs> but then I'm going to give it back do do remember if you have baby goats you've got kids so when when people say have you got any kids you can say yeah I could do how many (laughs) oh probably 20 at the last count (laughs) yeah I don't I've I've been told I'm not allowed to take the kids home because the kids are going to be too the mums will look after them really really well they are they're very good mums very very uh, good mums and the ones we've got at the moment we've got one just call them jump jump that's not her real name but she just is bouncy just so happy so bouncy just loves the world loves people so yeah they are they're wonderful I'll tell you one thing with a goat you are never lonely because they talk to you they want to be with you you will never ever be lonely if you have a goat the sheep are pretty funny I can't go toilet without them following me (laughs) (laughs) they literally like children anyway so we are talking about two things I want to talk to you about Sheila one of them is how you survived being bullied at school so long ago Mm -hmm. the other one is you know how have things have you seen things change for women um so I watched um I've watched a few times now the very first time I watched Made in Dagenham Mm -hmm. that was in the 70s I I was shocked that when my mum was younger 
she didn't have equal pay. Absolutely. And I thought, I thought women had had equal pay for way, way longer than. No, no. Um, and of course, in this day and age, particularly if we're talking about um, high end corporate, they still don't get it. No, no. I mean, it's absolutely. been brought up in the media recently that, you know, the, the, the highest paid woman in um, um, television, I think, is, I can't remember her name now. Oh, Davina McCall, maybe, but one of those, I can't remember. I've probably got the wrong name, uh, but it doesn't matter. And um, and yet there's still many men above above her. Yeah. And, and I'd have to say my humble opinion, I don't think she deserves it as much as some others do. <laughs> Sorry, let's go. Let's not take that conversation yeah. any further. <laughs> and even to uh, things like, um, I'm thinking about tennis back, back then, um, the fact that they had to wear garments that went right down to the knees, whereas the blokes were allowed to show off their legs, you know. Well, come on, a woman's legs are no different from a bloke's, except maybe slightly more attractive, you know, more slender, less hairy. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> they mm. had to, like... Oh, yeah. Dre- I'm going to Google that and see what they look like. Ankle so, like, yeah. pyjama bottoms. Yeah, no, well, no, it was, it was these skirts, A-line skirts, oh. you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They must have been very wide because when yes. you're running, like, yeah, exactly, you yes. Hence, hence, yeah, hence the A line, so that you have room for your legs to move. Yes, oh. and actually, that always gave them this very slim, waspy waist because I don't think women really had such super skinny waists, but because the garments came so wide at, down at the ankles, it made the waist look very narrow, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I know yeah. people compare their waistlines and are going. It's, it's, but I know back uh, so many years ago, mm. women were, we didn't have as much food, so women's bodies yeah. have changed shape. Absolutely. Absolutely. They have, um, definitely, definitely. Mm. Yes. Mm. Uh, and, and here's another thing, which even almost to this day, I think, there are some golf clubs will not allow women. Yes. Some very <sighs> prestigious golf. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, oh, come on. <laughs> I, I actually think, what are you frightened of? What are you frightened of that you don't want women in there? Because you know that they can, they might just beat you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, who, who knows why? How those people think they can get away with it, but they do, don't they? they do. But yeah, slowly the law is changing. It is. It is definitely. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and especially with. Uh, so I was I had training the other day. And we were learning about the LGBTQIA. So you know, obviously, I've, I've I've done training for many, oh, yeah. many years, but um, but it's like okay, yeah. So things are progressing in yes. a yes, slow way, but that's the way yes. it is, and it is it is slow, it is slow, yeah, mm. and very frustrating as a result, particularly now in this day of technology where information is instant, um, um, you know, and and then of course you get things that go completely viral, whether they should or not, of course it depends um mm. and um so you know no they can't hide behind the old laws that and and they can't do the long-winded way of changing them either just get your act together boys <laughs> so so in your opinion for you mm. what was the best thing that's changed um for you being a woman in the last couple of decades um being treated as an equal mm-hmm. I, I, um i'll be honest with you I have always had equal pay because I was a teacher for a while and there was no discrimination between men and and women for teaching pay. Um, And then after that, mostly I was I was self-employed for a while doing furnished lettings, you know, for for 
uh, let properties, um, that was obviously I, I set the fee, so that it was equal then. And then then I was in bookkeeping, and it was based on my capabilities, not not on the fact that I was a woman. What your gender was? Yeah. No. No. no, yeah. no. Yeah, so so I've not experienced the um, okay the inequality there, but but it's being treated as an equal. I think is the so key. So when we were so guys, we had a conversation beforehand, and mm. Sheila was telling me about her school careers advisor. Do you want to tell us about that now? I will. I'll tell you because I, I ought to tell your 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 audience that I am seventy, so um, we are talking a long time ago. So um, yes, it, I would have been about. 15 and I went for careers advice and I went to a grammar school and here's the classic thing headmaster deputy headmistress so the headmaster gave the careers advice to the blokes and the deputy headmistress gave the careers advice to women or the girls not not, sorry you know boys and girls and I was one of the unusual ones because the first question she asked was do you know what you want to do and I said yes I do and I saw her face light up because most people went in thinking, well, I don't know, I don't know, you know, shrug. Yes, I said, I know. And she said, what do you want to do? I said, I want to be a forensic scientist. Not on the list. Here we are. This is like, whether you call this an inequality thing or not, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It was not on her list. She had school teacher, um, engineer, uh, nurse, anything like that. Not, not forensic scientists. So she said two things. One was a damn right lie. And the other one was just unhelpful. The unhelpful one was you're not doing the right subjects. I was doing um, uh, geography, maths and chemistry. And so I should have dropped the geography to do um, biology. No, she didn't say, let's change your subject. Mm-hmm. So let's make it work. Can. Nope. No, nope. she just said you're doing the wrong subjects. And end of conversation. And then she said, and this was a downright lie, they don't take women. Now, I did not in any way contradict her because I don't know how old she was, but she was a hell of a lot older than me. So she must have known. Uh, she must have known I, that they don't take women. I didn't know they didn't take women. Downright lie. So um, I just went away. Well, well, I didn't go away from that not knowing. I, I, well, she said she made some suggestions. One thing I was adamant: I was not going to go to university. And and you know about the terrible time I had at school. I don't know whether we're going to talk about that in a minute. But um, well, we will. Let other I, people. Know I too. had no intention of going to university. The only thing I was adamant about. So there were two things. <laughs> if you were a boy and didn't want to go to university, you went to Polytech and did. Yes. Um, like you know engineering that kind of thing more the more hands-on skills you know and if you were a girl you went to teach a training college or you went nursing well I didn't I didn't want to I didn't want to do nursing I didn't I don't didn't even think I wanted to do teacher training but she said have a day at college so I did I had a day at teacher training college I had a ball but okay had, good. Had, yeah but it had nothing to do with teaching I had nothing to do with teaching I was just I was just enjoying a day at college um, and so, of course, in the first half of the first term, so that was um, early September to October, I got a, t- a chance to experience everything about the whole three-year course, and I thought, I don't want to be here. Okay. But here we go. I was terrified to face my mother and tell her I'd, I'd made the wrong decision because I, I was frightened of her. I was. I was. I was frightened of her, and I thought, well, stick with it then. 
so I stick within it. I, I didn't enjoy co- the college that much, and I certainly didn't enjoy teaching. <laughs> I stuck with it for nearly eight years. And the reason that I, I made that decision to leave there and then was because the headmaster changed. Now, I was in a, a little village school in Grayshot. It's not so far away, which was um, infant and junior, um, male and female teachers. And it was a lovely family feel about the school. And that made it bearable. That made it bearable. Uh, but when um, dear old Mr. Roberts retired and they got this whippersnapper in who was only using that post to get a job at wow. county level, he had no interest in the children at all. You know, the, the, the really tiny ones would tug on his trousers legs and say, please, sir, please, sir. And he ignored them. He ignored every one of them. And I thought, I can't do this anymore. I mean, I don't enjoy it anyway, but to think that you as the head of the school are going to treat the children like that, can't do it anymore. And that's when I opted to do um, about nearly two years of um, inventory work for furnished lettings before I then went into accountancy, which is work I really enjoy because I love numbers. I I, Actually, I think in in hindsight, I should have said to her, well, I'll go into banking, you know, but that wasn't on the list, come to think about it. She never mentioned, she never mentioned. That list sounds like it was very short. (laughs) Very short, yes. You were a secretary, a teacher, or you went into nursing, unless you went to university. Okay. So tell us then why you didn't want to go to university. I hated anything to do with school. Why was that? Why? Because um, I'm the daughter of an army officer. And at the age that um, I am, the family used to travel the world with with your, your the serving soldier. Um, and to the extent that um, my sister, I'm the only one born in the UK. I was born in um, Catterick in Yorkshire, which is a, a, an army base. My sister was born in Gibraltar and my brother was born in Austria. So we have traveled the world. And um, my mum insisted that when we were between what are called postings, you know, y- y- your father gets posted. So like between Aldershot, when I was about five before going to Germany, we would stay with um, family, like my aunt and, and uncle, um, and mum insisted, even if it was only four weeks, you're going to school. You're not not going to school. Mm-hmm. So, so that meant I was always put in a, a year back because they, they, they saw no point in putting me into a, what, they, what you might term an advanced year um, because, you know, I wasn't going to be there long enough to pick up what was happening. So I was always being put back a year, put back a year. I had done it all. I had done it all and I could do it inside out, back to front, and and I had no problems. So to the children who were there long term, I appeared to be clever clogs, you know. Oh, she knows. She thinks Um. she she knows it all because, you know, they didn't know me. And and equally, with, with these very short stays at school, I struggled to make friends because um, I, I'm, I, I may not be shy now. I had no confidence whatsoever. Um, mm. And so I didn't easily make friends. It would mm. be maybe some poor little soul who also looked very lonely that I would connect with. Uh, but in four weeks, that doesn't happen. Um, mm. And yeah, and, and it was the boys who, who did the bullying because I think they, they, they felt, I now, I now know they felt threatened because here was me obviously appearing to be a hell of a lot brighter than they were. I probably was brighter than most of the bullies because, let's face it, most bullies are not very clever, are they? No, they're very hurt children, yeah. Very hurt children. I totally understand, very hurt, but they didn't have to take it out on me. (laughs) 
no, no, that's not fair. No, it's not fair. Um, but how did I cope with it? I just knew that um, my cousins, my brother, was would always be there to help me, and I just avoided any situation where I might be alone with the bullies. So you went. So you, your sister, and your brother, <clears throat> the three of you went to school, even if it was only for four weeks here and there. Yeah. And yeah, no. But my brother slightly differently. Let me oh. tell you why. He's four years older than me, and he went to boarding school as soon as it was possible because okay. it it meant he his education was undisturbed. It broke his heart. It broke my mother's heart. She hated sending him to boarding school, but it was it was better for him. So um, just the two girls, myself and my younger sister, we were the ones who were you know staying with mum and and um, aunts and uncles, and then and then doing these short stays in school. So when I eventually got to the schools at the postings, we went we went from um order shot to germany and you have a three-year posting and yes i made friends but it took time i'm not i don't easily make friends and i yeah i had i had some very nice friends and yeah and and really got on so that was settled but then there'd be this other break again and we come we'd come back to the uk as we did from germany uh, another few weeks at a school and then it was and that was a different school so i i had this absolute trepidation every time i had these short short stays in in school and then we went to Malaya and um, that was lovely, actually. I did, I did enjoy that because that was a very small school. We lived on a rubber plantation. We didn't live in army quarters. So we were eight miles away from the school. So we had our, the private transport that took myself and my sister to school was an army lorry. Oh. So, we, so we were rattling around in the back of an army lorry. <laughs> and it was just two rooms um you know they were joined together like a, a terrapin hut or whatever you'd call it so one was the infants that my sister was in that and the other was the juniors I was in that and it was Mr and Mrs Parrish until school finished and then it was Uncle Ted and Auntie George. <laughs> oh this sounds like it was an adventure it was it was an adventure absolute adventure Loved he it. just didn't like to come back to the UK for that four I, uh, no 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 I didn't um and then of course um uh, when we left Malaya in 1961, mum, because I was coming up to 11, mum said, I'm not going to have the girls going to boarding school. She said, I've just not. So when we go to the UK, if you get posted abroad, you're going alone. But okay. we're going to put down roots. And that's what we did and, and bought the, the family home in Lipok. And then, of course, I had the trepidation of going to the... Um, and the school and making new friends again but you know how sometimes somebody will come along at just the right time now if I tell you <laughs> there were just three rows of desks uh, like on the length of the room and so you'd have to shuffle in to get to your desk right <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and this very little girl because she was a lot shorter than me when I say she was little, she said, please, can I sit next to you? And I said, yes. And she ducked underneath the desk <laughs> and she came up and she said, I'm Kathy. And I said, I'm Sheila. And that, that was a friendship that's lasted to this day. Wow. Is he still friends? Oh, very much. So it's so. like 60, been... nearly 60 years later. Yeah. 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 Oh. Yeah. She's, she's, she lives in Kenya now, but thank heavens for um, social media. We keep in touch a lot that way. Yeah. So that and was then, not very nice, but then that's a really nice little Absolutely. Bit of yeah. So that, yes. But, but I just didn't like it. And, and interestingly, when I was, I went to college, um, uh, teacher training college, I said, I'm not going in the hall of residence. I don't want to be herded along with all these other people who have only ever experienced education. 
yes, I had only experienced education, but I had had experiences outside the realms of most of them. Yes. And I thought, no, I'm not, I don't want to be a, I don't want to be a sheep. I don't want to follow them. So I said, I'm going into, um, I'm, I, and I went into digs the first, the first year. And then second and third year, um, there was a, a group of us made good friends and we, we actually um, mm. shared, shared a flat and rent, rented a flat, but I wasn't going into the whole of residence. No, thank you. So in your in your primary school years, you were bullied a bit, quite mm-hmm. a lot. And in your secondary school, you mm-hmm. were not, or uh, secondary school, not so bad. Okay. I, I went to a grammar school, and and interestingly, because we had what was called the eleven plus, then you took an exam called the eleven plus. Um, the eleven being the year how old you were when you took it. I think that's why. Um, and um, there was a secondary school very close by, but there was not a grammar school very close. So I had to go to school in Havant, which was well, it was half an hour on the train. I, I, I'm not the distance-wise, it's probably about forty miles, forty miles away. So we oh. went. So we went by we went by train, and yes, it was okay there. Um, I soon learnt that you get on and you don't get on with teachers um I'll always remember well I'll always remember this um Miss Butler Miss Butler she was the English teacher and she just took a dislike to me and she took a dislike to a boy in my class as well and I I suppose I became slightly rebellious then because I thought well you don't like me and I don't like English so I'm damned if I'm going to put any effort into it (laughs) (laughs) and uh and yet when we took our O-levels, because it was not GCSEs, it was O-levels, um, he and I got the top, got top marks. Wow. Yeah. So and why I thought, do you think that happened? That's yours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you were actually good. Yeah. 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 I could do it. And she Regardless of his teaching. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but not English literature, because I, I wasn't, I wasn't, I mean, to me, I just wanted to read books that I liked and you know, not, not the ones that they suggested I like. But my, my subject is maths I've lo- I love maths I love everything to do I love the logic love the logic around Hence accountancy I got it now. yes 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 exactly mm. which is why as I say I should probably should have gone into banking but there you go it didn't happen wasn't meant to be was it wasn't meant to be so when you were younger in your primary school mm. and then if it wasn't for it was did you say it was Kathy oh the little one Kathy my friend your friend yeah yeah. Yeah. if it wasn't for Kathy because you sounded very shy very uh, shy back to Britain very reserved and then you were fine yeah. What, what, what happened? What happened? Well, <clears throat> let me tell you the other things that kept this nervousness around not being confident. We used to have little pots of ink and we had fountain pens when we did the writing. And we used to have to do um, Sorry, handwriting, le- ready? handwriting lessons. Now, I always remember her name. Also, I can't, I can't remember her name now. No, I can't remember. But she'd say, right, sit up, sit down. <laughs> Thin up, thick down. So we'd be, we'd have these lines, and we'd be drawing the same letter with it going very finely upwards and coming down thick, you know. And then one day, I took my fountain pen in. I had, I was given a Parker fountain pen for a birthday present, and she said, "Take it home. You're not using that." Oh, I was devastated. I was absolutely devastated. She wouldn't like. She would not let me use my fountain pen, even though I could still do thin up, thick down. And that's the kind of thing that used to shatter my confidence all the time. Mm completely shatter my confidence yeah I just don't get it personally no do I but that's 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 how it was you know how dare I think I could take my own pen in they issued they issued these fountain pens which were scratchy and (laughs) dropped in spots all over the plate yeah awful 
awful. Yeah, didn't like it at all. Um, what, what, the one thing I, they taught me well, and I got caught out with one of them, I'll explain that in a minute. We used to have mental arithmetic on um, a Friday afternoon, and um, we were given all the little tips and hints and wrinkles about how to do it. Will you also please remember, we used to talk in pounds, shillings and pence then, okay that okay. mm-hmm. uh, your your people who are listening will have won't have a clue so it doesn't matter doesn't matter but the penny used to be split into half a penny and a quarter of a penny called oh. called a farthing and okay. so we we'd be given um mental arithmetic like you know this costs 11 pence three farthings and you bought 10 of them what's it cost you and it's like well, well, actually, it's not so difficult because all you do is you take it. Um, if, if you mounted 11.3 farthings up to 12, it's a shilling. So it was 10 shillings less 10 quarters, which is. Um, yeah, I can't remember how yeah. much everything no, is. No, yeah, no. So. <laughs> so we were given all these tips and and that that has lived with me to this day. So I'm really proud that as a 70 year old, I can go into a shop. And I can go to the till and I can say to the girl, I think this is what it's going to cost. And she says, blimey, how did you do that? I said, because I can hold numbers in my head and I'm, I'm pretty good at the mental arithmetic. Now, yeah. let me tell you about the spelling. Now, this is where I got really caught out. We, used to, <laughs> we were given five, six words on a Friday. We had to go home, learn how to spell them, and we had to find out what they meant and put them in a sentence. Mm-hmm. So that was that was good. That was a good way of doing it. So I thought, my brother's got a dictionary. I'm going to use his dictionary. That'll help me. Of course. Yes, of course. <laughs> it was an American one. So of course, the spelling, <laughs> some of the spellings were different. <laughs> Why did he have an American one? I don't know. I think he swapped it with his American friend at school. Oh, okay, fair <laughs> So of course, I got caught out, didn't I? They say. That's not right, Sheila. I said, well, it was in the dictionary. Yeah, which dictionary were you using? <laughs> oh, dear. So what's funny is that some people learn stuff in school and they go, well, that's not relevant. Why am I going to need that in later life? But you did need, you know, something like basic maths and yes. obviously spelling yeah. the right way. Yes, it's, it's right relevant yeah. to Absolutely. everything. Absolutely. Yes, it is. Definitely. Yes. Especially if you don't want people to cheat you out of anything as well. Yes. And even to th- today, I keep a... I can never say this word, a thesaurus, you know, where you've got, yes, I can never say that word, it's too mean, (laughs) Um, and a dictionary um, uh, in the kitchen, because I I work in the kitchen, it's the warmest room, and and I will look up the word because I don't ever want to make a spelling mistake again, it's kind of, it's kind of, stuck with you. Yes, but that's pride now, that's pride, Um, Mm -hmm. it's like, I think that's how you spell it, let's check. And of course, but, if you, you do check, it really reinforces it, doesn't it? Mm, it does. That's, that's okay. So if you could go back and tell your younger self, you know, one piece of advice, what would you say to her? It like your teenage back, self? Go To the teenage self, um, what would it be? Um, just be confident. Be more confident. Or No. no. Uh, have the reassurance of knowing that you probably are right and don't get hung up if, if it's not right. Just kind of learn from it and be, mm. just become more confident around things because it was always this lack of confidence that spoiled d- developing friendships um and um you know it, it and um I won't say I went for the underdogs but it would be people who like me 
had difficulties really relating to people and and for that reason it's gelled long term because mm. um yeah so yeah. do you think if you were um your 11 year old self now how old were you when you went to the careers of like that headmistress that was about 16. I was about 14 15, oh, 14. No, about 14, so, 15. so so do you think if you were that age now and you went to to have your careers advice how much I better hope, do you think yeah, it would be I I hope I would be more confident to actually adamantly say mm. can't we pursue this yeah but, yeah but you think about it Esther it doesn't happen now the the, the conversation would have gone, oh, you're the first person who wants to be a forensic scientist. Now, let's have a quick look onto the old machine, get onto yes. the old thing, look it up. Well, actually, you, you do need to rethink your subjects. Well, OK, what should I do? You should change um, geography for biology. I thought, OK, um, yeah. And actually, actually, mostly men go into this. But, um, you know, there's no reason why you can't. Absolutely you not. Know, just... Answers like that would have made a, a hell of a difference. But I think having yeah. confidence, because I'm not sure. Confidence. You know, yes. Forget yes. COVID, but I'm not mm. sure there's a lot of the career service in schools now. Some are very um, hit and miss. They're very, okay. yeah. there's no standard, I don't think. No, personally. no, you're probably right. Um, but to, but if a young person goes in with confidence and sticks to their guns or says, well, if that's not what I can do, then what can I do that's like okay. it? Or yes. how can yeah. I, what can I do to change it, what I'm doing? Yeah. But yeah. sometimes you just think they do know more than you, isn't it? Because there is so that's that, their job to yeah, know, isn't it's it? Their, it's their job to know. And there's this age thing. You expect mm. somebody who's considerably older than you with life's experiences as well as, you know, things they should have learnt uh, along the way to be able to do it. It's quite interesting, actually. Um, not obviously in the last couple of years because of COVID, but I uh, went into some schools um, to give children the chance to have an interview experience mm -hmm. and and when I was um, asked if I'd like to do it I, I said what I'm going to be you know teasing out of them is if they can't find their niche where they what they think I want to do this like I wanted to be a friend scientist well maybe you got some entrepreneurial spirit and you'd like to start your own business but mm. you'd like to start it safely and but you know if you've really got a spark of interest in that Talk to your mum. Talk to your mum because there's no reason why she can't start and then she can introduce you when you're old enough. She can help you out, yeah. She can help you. Yeah. She can help you out, yes, absolutely. Um, and, um, yeah, so it, that was interesting to do. But the sad thing was most of them came into it. Um, I don't know whether there was a fear or whether they were just shy. Uh, it was really difficult to get eke out of them some enthusiasm. You know, even when I was saying it, like, it's, it's hard. How many hard. people know what they want to do anyway? Hey, I so I kind of start, you know, do you want to work inside or outside? Do you want to work with your hands? Do you want to work with people? Do you want to work with animals? Yeah. Good one. Yeah. Good <laughs> you know, one. It's the way. It's the way. The way Definitely. The and way. even when they finish uni, they might still not know. <laughs> no. no. So, Sheila, thank yes. you so much for sharing your stories. I feel there's so much more I could have asked you. And I only, like, really touched on the, like, changes over the last yeah. couple of decades. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, and so I like that you brought up the idea of, you know, feeling confident, which yeah. is easier said than done, especially if you've been bullied. And yeah. also kids, there's still a lot of kids, maybe not quite now, uh, mm. but who are moving because their parents have got different jobs or the army or for yeah. different reasons. And they have yeah. to go into different schools and make friends again and again yes, and exactly. again. Very disruptive. Um, yeah.
and there's a skill but I have to say you've you've come like I would never have known that about you the first time <laughs> I met you it's like in, in a nice possible way you know you were just like really chatting yes. it's like yes. really about anything and everything yeah, absolutely because yes, so. I've, I've yeah and I think partly it's because I've been to some mega challenges okay. and come out the other side and so mm. actually yes those were tough times but I'm through them I'm through them yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so thank you for your time you're very and, welcome i've um, thoroughly enjoyed talking with you <laughs> thank you guys for watching and listening to young and limitless and um hope you have a good day okay bye bye bye